Welcome friends to another r slash nuclear revenge video. Today we've got some crazy stories about some bad partners and the revenge they got against them. But first, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. That said, our first story of the day is how I exposed my liar boyfriend and made him lose his job. A guy I met just outside my office building had asked me out on a date. He was someone I'd seen around for a while. I knew he worked in the building, but we never spoke beyond exchanging hellos. That day, we bumped into each other again, and that was when he asked if I wanted to get drinks together. I don't know if it qualifies as a date, but he did ask me to get drinks with him at that bar. I showed up at the bar and waited, but he didn't show up. I felt horrible. My friend was certainly going to make fun of me and say she told me so. She did warn me, but I didn't listen. You have to understand, I was young and desperate for love. I had not been in a relationship in a very long time, and I badly wanted a relationship. When he asked to get drinks, I did feel weird about it. My senses did scream, say no, but somehow, I opened my mouth and what came out was, yes, what time? No man who respects you takes you out for drinks at a bar. That's something you do with your guy friends, my friend had said when I told her. I didn't listen. I wanted a date. I was desperate and bored too. That evening, I wore a nice dress and very light makeup. I think you're a little overdressed, my friend commented. I almost dragged her hair. Stay out of my business, I yelled at her. The guy's taking you to a bar. You would wear jeans and a very baggy t-shirt. He doesn't deserve this much effort. I ignored her and drove to the bar anyway. What's the worst thing that could happen anyway? We would have a few drinks and if it didn't go well, I'll simply not go out with him again. You can imagine how disappointed I was when he didn't show up. He was an hour and a half late when I stood to leave, but I was quickly blocked by another man. From his looks, I could tell that he was older by at least six years. Hey, beautiful. I rolled my eyes and thought, how corny. What a jerk, he muttered under his breath. I was puzzled. What? The guy who stood you up. What a jerk. Oh, I smiled weakly. I was not in the mood to be hit on. And why would you even meet up with him at a bar anyway? I say, listen, I'd rather not talk about this. They say, let me take you on a real date. I know a great restaurant just around the corner. I say, I'll pass. I'm not in a good mood. They say, I know. Hence the good food to make you feel better. I say, I don't want to be hit on right now. I understand. He handed me a small blue card. Call me when you want to be hit on. Somehow, we both burst out laughing. I was tempted to go with him, but I'd had enough letdowns for that day. I also had to be at work very early the next morning, so I said goodnight to him. He insisted on walking me to my car and took my number when I got into my car. My friend was thrilled when I told her about the stranger I met at the bar. They said, oh well, at least something good came out of the weird guy who wanted to get drinks. She was so happy that I scored another date, one that she called a proper date, that she forgot to say, I told you so, or reprimand me for agreeing to go to a bar for a first date. I saw the guy the next morning. He didn't speak to me and I didn't speak to him either. I simply walked past him. What a jerk! I wasn't too bothered anyway since I had scored a date with a total gentleman, so I better not think too much about this idiot. My date with the gentleman went very well. First he came over to my apartment and drove us over to a nice and expensive restaurant. He made me laugh all through the drive there and was very attentive to my feelings. When we got to the restaurant too, He ordered the finest food and wine. It was nothing like any date I'd been on before. He blew my mind. We talked about virtually everything and he was so open and honest. We went from career to love to our childhood. 
He managed a popular female artist and was earning well. He got married when he was 23 but divorced two years later. He said he and his ex-wife were young and stupid so they had a lot of fights and messed up their marriage. According to him, he doesn't have any children but his sister has three boys from her marriage and since he was widowed, he became the boy's father ever since their father passed. I in turn told him about my dream to own a fashion store someday where I can create my designs and bring them to life and have the designs carry my name. He smiled and commended me for being so ambitious. Many ladies these days don't have any ambition. They just want to look pretty. They're not so concerned about what goes on in their brains or they just pretend to not even have brains, he said. I should have been worried about his comment, but I said nothing. He promised to support and help me bring my dream of being a designer to life, and he did. He got me my first sewing machine. It was a really large one. I didn't even have enough room for it in my room, so I kept it in my living room. I was skeptical after I'd received it, though. We had only known each other a short while. My friend wasn't. She was happy for me and rolled her eyes at my fears. He likes you, I don't see the problem, and gave me a reassuring pat on my back. For months, the gentleman and I hung out a lot. We went on many dates and spent a lot of time together. It was like a dream come true. One day, I asked him what we were. I had to know if we were on the same page. I was seeing just him, and I wanted him to put some tag on it. I don't know, what do you want, he asked me. I know that I want you, he replied. I said, well, I want you too, and I'm not seeing anyone or anything. They said, good, because you're my girlfriend. I beamed and we kissed. It was the best relationship ever. We didn't have any serious issues. We just had fun and enjoyed each other's company. More months into our relationship, I asked him about marriage. I don't believe in marriage, he said with a shrug. I said, what? He said, I don't. He went on to tell me about how his first marriage damaged him. We were good before we got married, you know. I think marriage puts too much pressure on the couple. So I decided I was never going to do it again. I sighed. I wanted to get married, but I didn't particularly feel strongly about it. He said, you can move in with me if you want. Enjoying your partner without involving the government's a lot more fun. I agreed with him and some months later I moved into his large apartment. Before I moved in, I worried about his secrecy. For instance, he wouldn't let me meet the artist he managed. He said he wanted to keep his professional life away from his personal life. I had never met his sister, nephews, or any of his friends and it bothered me. But I decided not to think too much of it. He would do it in his own time. He hadn't met my family either anyway. I was estranged from my mom, but my dad and I communicated regularly. My half-siblings knew about him, but I never officially introduced them, though I planned to. When I moved into his house, it was bliss. Life became so much easier. I had a private space in the house where I design and sew. He traveled a lot, though, and that was a problem for me. In our first year of living together, he was away for nearly six months in total. While I didn't like the arrangement, I was supportive because he'd warned me anyway that he was a very busy man. Very often, I organized parties for my friends and co-workers since I was bored. I also had these parties to reveal my design prowess and showcase my designs to my guests. I had a fun-filled year, and I felt fulfilled since I didn't have to give up my dreams so I could make money to survive. One day, my friend stopped by my house looking very uneasy. She didn't tell me she was coming, so I thought she was probably in the neighborhood and had an emergency of sorts. Hey, I was happy to see her, but soon knocked the smile off my face when her frown deepened. What's wrong? She walked in looking around the living room. Where's your boyfriend? She asked in a whisper. 
I say, oh, he's out of state. There's a concert and he has to be there. She sighed and sat on the couch, still looking worried. Okay, what's going on? You're scaring me and that's not good for the baby. She looked alarmed. What baby? I smiled. Me, I'm the baby. She took a deep breath. She says, honey, I just saw your boyfriend at the hospital with a pregnant lady. I say, what hospital? He's not even in town. Girl, you must have seen the wrong person. They say, no, I'm sure it was him. She was heavily pregnant and he was all over her as though he was the baby's father or something. I shook my head. No way. My boyfriend's not even in the state. My friend had no reason to lie to me. We'd been friends for years and I trusted her very much. She's never given me a reason to doubt her love for me and her devotion to me. Also, she never lied and hardly gossiped. She just went on with her business and only talked about what she was certain of. I was sure that she had seen someone who looked like my boyfriend. She may have rushed over to tell me in good faith, but it wasn't my boyfriend she saw. I know you're worried and I'm grateful that you care, but my boyfriend's been away for two weeks now. We speak every day and night too. I would know if there's a whole woman out there who was carrying his baby. My friend reminded me about when I'd complained to her about not meeting his family or friends. Maybe this is what he's hiding. Maybe he has a girlfriend that everyone already knows. I sighed. Nah, there's no way my Prince Charming was this person my friend was describing. He would never do that to me. She says, I know you want this to not be true, but you've got to see this for what it is. This man just may be a fraud. I mean, it all checks out now. I was irritated. What right did she have to call my man a fraud? I think you should leave, I told her flatly. Honey, I'm sorry if I upset you. I said, it's fine. I just need to be alone with my thoughts right now. When she left, I called my boyfriend and asked him where he was. I'm back in my hotel room. I've had such a hectic morning and I rushed back to take a quick nap. I didn't ask him about what my friend had told him. I figured there was no point asking. If she did see him, he was going to lie about it anyway. And if it was a lie, it may start to look like I didn't trust him. So I decided instead to do my research. I remembered him mentioning that his sister owned a pastry shop outside the city. He had even mentioned the name once. I remember it well because she had named it after the wild animal and he thought it was funny. I decided to visit her shop. I got dressed and drove down hoping and praying that everyone was wrong, but I had the strongest feeling deep down in my mind that I was right. The shop was just in the heart of the suburbs, a beautiful, colorful, large shop. I saw several parents leaving the shop with their kids, holding plastic bags containing pastries. I walked in and asked to see the shop's owner. I told the attendant I spoke to that I was her brother's girlfriend. They say, really? Did you come to pick anything for her? I didn't understand. I'm sorry? She said, oh, you you didn't know? She's delivering her baby. I was shocked, but I managed to mask it and said, oh my goodness, I'm late. I thought I'd still be able to catch up. The attendant smiled. That's okay. Her husband and sons are with her. It's a good thing they're having a girl this time, she giggled. I thanked her and went back to my car. It all made sense now. My boyfriend had lied about having a sister. She was his girlfriend. I felt sick. That explains the long trips that spanned months. The phone conversations with his nephews. I was beyond hurt. The only reason I didn't lose it was because my friend and half-sister rushed over and stayed with me for weeks. I avoided my boyfriend's call. I couldn't believe that he'd managed to string me along for that long. The tea is that my boyfriend was a married man. His nephews were his sons and his sister was his wife. The artist he worked for was his sister-in-law. I made a photo collage of my boyfriend and me together with a short note explaining what had happened. 
With the help of my sister and friend, I mailed it to his wife's address. I didn't hear from her or my boyfriend. At the end of that year, I was all ready to move out of the apartment my boyfriend and I lived in when I received a letter in the mail from his wife. She had separated from him and her sister sacked him. She admitted that it was not the first time he's cheated on her and wished me well. I mean, I can only imagine the shell shock it would feel to discover that you're in this position. If you found yourself in a position like this, would you be, like, wanting to drive right down to the hospital yourself? Would you be able to be restrained enough to just write a note and ship it off and let it go? Or would you be blowing up? Let me know in the comments down below. And our final story of the day is how I got back at the ex who tried to steal my friends. Before you say I'm mean or call me nasty names, he started it. I think what I did to him was nowhere close to what he did to me. My ex-boyfriend and I worked together for almost two years on a contract job. His company hired my company for the job, and we were always at the forefront of communicating with each other on behalf of the companies we worked for. One day, after we had a brief lunch meeting with two other colleagues, one of his and one of mine, he called me aside and asked if he could take me out for lunch sometime. My boss was quite strict and would warn us about dating people from companies we worked with, so I refused. I never really saw him as a potential date. He was cute, granted, but I was never attracted to him in that way. The colleague I went to the meeting with, who was also my best friend and roommate, would gush about him all the time, but I never saw him in that light. I told my friend on the ride back to the office what he had asked me when he called me aside and she went green with envy. Girl, I'm so jealous right now. I said, why? Do you like him or something? I rolled my eyes at her. You know you're getting married in three months, right? She said, what? No, shut up. I don't like him, but he's such a cutie. I always knew he liked you anyway. His eyes light up when he sees you. When's the big date? Date? I told her I said no to him and she gasped. You did what? Oh my goodness, do you know what we're going to do? We're going to call him and you're going to tell him that you were joking and that you'll go out with him. I said, heck no. There's no way I'm eating where I crap. I meant that. Dating someone I worked with was a huge no for me. I just would not do it. I feared it would affect the quality of my work and my boss finding out about it would put me in big trouble. My best friend was annoyed that I would not date the cute dude we worked with. The thing was, my best friend was engaged at the time. We'd been friends for a very long time, and we would joke about getting married to our husbands on the same day. While it was mostly a joke, my best friend badly wanted that to happen for us, but she was engaged and I hadn't even gone on a single date months before that. Since the cute dude asked me out, I started to see him differently. He was a cute dude and was very polite and carried himself so well. I started to develop a crush on him, but he was still someone I worked with, and my job was still at risk, so I didn't ask if the offer to go out together was still open. When we were done with the job, I contemplated asking him out since we no longer worked together, but I was too shy and had never asked a guy, so I didn't do it. One day, however, my friend group and I were hanging out at a coffee shop and I saw him. My friend group was my best friend's group. They all went to college together and hung out a lot, so when I moved here, my best friend who was my neighbor growing up introduced me to them. There were six of us and I was the quietest reserved one. To be honest, I never really felt like they wanted me there. I didn't think they would be friends with me if my best friend wasn't an important part of the group. I wasn't cool like them. I've always been a nerd of sorts and while my best friend worked in finance like me, she had other fun interests. I just wanted to manipulate numbers. They were good friends to me though and we hung out very often and had a Facebook group where we sent funny stuff to one another and made plans. Anyway, that day, 
I saw my ex-fiancé and walked over to say hello after much prodding from my friends. There, we made plans to go on a date and we went out together very often after. For some reason, he didn't like my friends. He would complain about them and express that they were too much. I liked him, but I also liked my friends very much, so I figured the best way to get him on board was to make him hang out with us often. He agreed to get to know them better, and soon enough, he became one of us. The group liked him and even added him to our Facebook chat. He was nice to them in their faces, but as soon as we were alone or conversing on the phone, he would go on and on about how one of them was this and another is that. It was annoying hearing him talking about my friends like that, but I tolerated it. In hindsight, I realized I was just desperate for love. I hadn't been in a relationship in a long while and before we started dating, I hadn't been on a date in months. My best friend was getting married and I felt I needed to make some changes to my love life too. Perhaps if I had been a little patient, I would have never have been so eager to introduce him to my friend group and ruin everything for myself. One big problem my ex-fiancé and I had was that he was threatened by nearly everything about me. Even hanging out with my friends without him bothered him. He was insecure, and because I liked him, I did all that I could to assuage his fears. But it did nothing for him. He only got more insecure each day. Things got a lot worse for him when I got a promotion at work and revealed how much my new pay was to him. The promotion wasn't a huge deal to me because I'd worked my butt off for it, but he was not excited about it at all. He became quite passive-aggressive. He would be unnecessarily sarcastic while we were conversing. He interrupted me more often and would blatantly refuse to chip in financially. One day, he insisted that I pay for pizzas we ordered for our friends group. You earn the money and wear the pants anyway, he retorted. It was petty and unnecessary. I confronted him later that night and he claimed that he was joking, but I still wasn't satisfied. It was not the first time he had made a weird retort centered on me earning more. It was silly and I started to feel like he resented me for making more than he does. You're being ridiculous. You only make a couple of dollars more. Why would I resent you for that? I say, well, your attitude says otherwise. They say, I don't care how much you make or any of that nonsense. I'm not some weak, stone age man who thinks he should make more than a woman just because he owns a you-know-what. I told him, you sound like you're trying to convince yourself about that. They say, why can't you just believe me? I say, I want to, but you don't make it easy to do that. I felt bad about his behavior and wanted to tell my best friend about it, but I somehow just decided against it. She had just gotten married and was gone away on her honeymoon. I didn't want to disturb or bother her. I was contemplating leaving him to be by myself for a while and went into the bedroom to tell him when I caught him putting something away. What is that? He just said something incoherent and changed the topic. Of course, I checked the drawer when he left and found the ring. He was going to propose to me. I was happy but at the same time worried because I didn't know if I could deal with his constant insecurity. That weekend, he had a small party in the house and invited our friends. There, he proposed and our friends were glad. As I applied my night cream that night, it dawned on me that my ex-fiancé did not have his friends. It was just my friends at the small party he organized. I realized too that my friends had now become his friends. We didn't break up until two months after we got engaged. Out of nowhere, he started accusing me of secretly dating my coworker. I was offended because the coworker and I weren't even close. Our relationship was purely professional, and whenever he called, it was about work. 
I was shocked about his accusation because I wasn't even friendly with that coworker. If not for my best friend who's quite the extrovert and carries me along in our conversations, everyone at work would hate me because I was quite awkward and too serious at work. After the first time he accused me, I would put this coworker on speakerphone just so he could listen to our conversation and see for himself that it was just working we spoke about. He kept going on and on about it anyway. We could be having a conversation and this coworker would send an email and my ex-fiance would immediately leave. I didn't like the fact that he didn't trust me and when I mentioned this to him, he didn't even try to listen to me. I ended our engagement immediately. I expected that things may be quite awkward in our group since we'd broken up and my ex had become their best friend too, but it was even worse. My friends simply cut me off. Even my best friend stopped communicating with me. I noticed that everyone in our friendship group started avoiding me. They all went out without inviting me. I only saw pictures of them on their Facebook. It was weird because they never excluded me when making plans, even though I was quite introverted and hardly wanted to go out. My best friend would drag me along anyway. Also, none of them called to check up on me. I was the only one calling to see how everyone was doing. Only the guys received my calls. The girls didn't return my phone calls and the guys were cold. They also didn't directly reply to my messages on the group's Facebook group. Only my best friend ever replied to my questions. I reached out to my best friend via phone call to see how she was doing, but her response was so off. She replied to me in monosyllables and just got off the phone as soon as we were both quiet. It was awkward and I was surprised that my best friend would respond to me like that. Since she was the person I was closest to in our group, I drove to her house to talk. I had had enough of the silence and I wanted us to talk about whatever was going on. It was bad enough that my fiancé and I had broken up. I didn't want to lose my best friend too. Her husband answered the door. He said, I'm sorry, but she would rather not talk to you right now. I said, well, why? What is going on? He said, maybe ask her. Sorry, I have to go. He slammed the door in my face. I went home feeling extremely sad. That night, I kept wondering why my friends would treat me in that manner, but it started to dawn on me that my ex probably badmouthed me to my friends when I realized they were still hanging out with him. Everything started to make sense to me. I didn't know what he had told them exactly, but I was determined to fix it. My phone did this thing where it automatically recorded all my calls. I was and still am not a tech-savvy person, so for a long time I didn't know how to make it stop doing that. My phone recorded all my calls and saved them in my files. I decided that I was going to send the recordings over to our Facebook group. Luckily for me, the recordings weren't hard to find. I hardly made any calls. I didn't even like making calls and would rather someone text it. And most of my friends and my mom knew this. The only person I spoke with over the phone for long periods was my ex-fiance. I found the recording of him telling me that my best friend was too loud and that he thinks she's the one who wears the pants in her marriage. I also found the one where he called everyone in our group loud and asked why I was hanging out with a bunch of noisy people and said everyone needed therapy because we were all mutually dependent on each other as opposed to being interdependent. Funny how he thought of himself as some therapist, but he couldn't diagnose himself of chronic insecurity issues. When I went on the Facebook chat, I saw that they had all gone to the beach together and spent the whole day there. They were conversing about how it was a great idea and my ex was being all chummy with everyone. 
I contemplated sending it because I wondered if it mattered. These people who I'd been friends with for a while didn't even bother to ask for my side of whatever story my ex told them, so they weren't my friend. I chose to send it anyway. I was not going to let my ex continue to enjoy being friends with them. I had to get back at him for whatever he'd said to them. I sent the voice recordings to the group and afterwards sent a message telling them they should all be ashamed for turning their backs on me without even bothering to hear what I had to say. They were very embarrassed and apologized. My best friend called hours later, but I didn't answer the phone. She left a voice message apologizing for not reaching out to me. My ex had told her that I said her husband was not good looking and that it's the only way he takes orders from her. He also told the others a bunch of made up stuff. I never answered her call. She left many voice messages, but I was too pissed to listen to most of them. I did the same for the other people in the group. They started a new chat and excluded my ex, but not after cursing him. Naturally, my ex was too embarrassed to speak to them again. Last I heard of him, he had left town. So, for this friend group that goes and just cuts you off like that, is it possible to forgive them and go back to that friend group you had before? Or is that forever stained, forever tainted? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. But, with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy nuclear revenge video, click on that left video. Or, if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.